What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to this special edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by the world's most dangerous man. He is one of the most box office footballers to have ever done it. He's a player who has won league titles and promotions. He has scored more than 100 goals in the Scottish Football League and he once made national headlines after calling Ali McCoyst a prick. He disappeared into the vortex of non-league football in 2016 but on the cusp of his 38th birthday, he is back in the big time with Dumbarton. It's one of the most remarkable stories of the season so far, and it is an honour to be joined by John Gemmell. John, wonderful to see you today. Thank you very much, Craig. Good to see you, my friend. No, I, I, I was absolutely delighted. Absolutely delighted to see you making your comeback. You know, it was uh, reading Pine Bovril after Dumbarton's 4-0 win over Annan, and reading the comments and saying that John Gemmell set up Gregor Buchanan's goal right at the very end. I was like, surely not. Surely he's not back playing. How on earth did the move to Dumbarton come about? I was, um, I got asked to play in the over 35s league during the summer. I'd already said to the missus that if I got over 100 goals in the junior ranks, I would chuck it. Yeah. That was a good achievement at one level and then another level. How, what, what, why was why did you decide to, to chuck it after scoring Just 100 goals? My, my wife, we're, we're due to have our second child in oh, a couple brilliant. weeks' time. And um, aye, it's just it's quite hard. I don't, I, I've got a lot of admiration for all the boys that had kids when they were younger and stuff. And... It's just typical of me. Now I'm now I'm in good shape, and I'm, I, I, I wish I'd done this 10, 15 years ago. But um, yeah, I got asked to play in the over thirty fives league. Played a couple of games. I knew uh, Stevie was the manager at Dumbarton. Mm-hmm. Didn't think anything of it. Played really well in a couple of games. Got a good few goals, and then um, 
I was watching them playing Rafe Rovers and it was 0-0, I think it went to penalties. And I seen another couple of games and I seen that we Malkade went back to Strand yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like And I was like, do you know what? I said I could probably still do a job at this level. <laughs> By that time I'd already been eight weeks into going to the gym. Uh-huh. And uh, every day, five o'clock in the morning, five days a week. And he said, he, I think that was on the, they played them on the Tuesday night or something like that. And then I texted him on the Thursday. And then it was the Monday he phoned me. He texted me, he said, give me a phone. And I was like, what does he want? And then he said, listen, would you, do you fancy coming in? And, you know, I can't guarantee anything, but if you come in, then we might be able to work something out. And just by chance, I, in the last game, I'd actually strained my hamstring. Right. So he said, come in, work with the physio, work with the sports scientist, and then they'll pass you on to me to train. So I was about three weeks, and then the fourth week started training. And then, thankfully, I was only training for about a week because we Matty, the sports scientist, is a, is a beast when it comes to running and all. And you know me, I don't do much running. <laughs> and, uh, and then that was it. It just happened like that. He just he said, you know, I, I obviously, I'd, I've been training really well and, and, and the boys said that my, my stats were good for my age. Brilliant. And um, obviously, he said to me, listen, you're back fit. You'll be on the bench on Saturday against Annan. And it was amazing. Do you know what? It was funny because I think the old... Places that I've played, even like Ibrox and Parkhead and stuff like that, and just coming out at Dumbarton on the Saturday. After all the years of playing, you know, at Canvas Lang or Troon, yeah. even though those those grounds are great as well, but just coming back, even daft stuff like seeing the the pitch getting watered, <laughs> seeing, seeing the seeing the, the the ten stewards in the corner getting a briefing, it was just the whole thing. I just forgot about so many things that I loved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know. Playing in front of three, four, five hundred people doesn't doesn't make a big difference to a lot of folk, but to me, I loved it. Brilliant. You know what I mean? And it, it was just all round that day, getting on the all the Daft and Barton fans singing "Beast" and all that, and then and then obviously my first touch was laying. So your first touch? Aye, it was my first touch, and just laying it off to Gregor, and, and obviously he scored, and just all, even that the boys, none of the boys really know me. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I played against um, McGeever and Buchanan over the years and a lot of the younger boys and other boys they were when I was playing for Steny and stuff like that they were maybe young boys at Mullowell and things like that and uh, it, they all came to me and we all came together oh, it, was, it was a great feeling do you know what I mean it, it was right up there in my, my whole career that's brilliant the, what's the reception been like it's great to hear your teammates have embraced you seeing it on on social media the reveal video was absolutely yeah, fantastic yeah. you walking into the rock with your, your Stetson on how, how have you what have you made the reception that's been great obviously I don't I'm no into, I think it's pie and ball and all that stuff I'm not really into that although they seem to think I'm on it but I don't know who it is. <laughs> there's somebody on it with my name but I think there was a bit of a mixed reaction do you know what I mean I think the sort of the older boys that are maybe not too happy like, why are we signing that we're trying to win the league why are we signing a soon to be 38 year old that's and I quote a defensive amateur player um, was what what I was what I was told was said. But listen, the, you know yourself supporting Stenhouse. There's not many guys like us anymore. It's a it's a young man's game. It's mm. we we guys one up front, two out wide, running into the channel. And it's listen. I don't see anything wrong with in my opinion. Auckland, like Talbot, Darvel, teams like that, Pollock, they would hold their own against yeah. the teams in League Two. Do you know what I mean? So. That's the level I've been playing at for the last couple of years. Uh, I really, I don't see a big, a big difference. I am thirty-seven, but I was never blessed with pace of all. I, and even now, I'm, as I said, I've said a million times, that I'm, folk will be fed up here, and I'm fitter than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's just been great. Just the, all the all the messages and that, and and uh, even ex ex players that are playing. Aye, I was going to ask you what were like some of your old teammates. I'm thinking guys like Stevie Canning, Robert Love, guys that had a good yeah, relationship. Yeah, obviously, with. I, I, me and Ali are me and Ali are very good pals, and Rab, we, we we've been pals for for years and years. Um, actually, funny thing is, his misses. Due date is the same as Mamas. Really, really. So, and uh, I speak, he, he's been he's been great, and Kanzo uh, is obviously my he's, he's my best pal. Do you know what I mean? So he's he's delighted and stuff, and even just messages from boys that I don't usually speak to and stuff like. That. It's just been great. It's just it's just it's one of these stories. It's like listen, trust me, if I can do it, <laughs> anybody can do it. Do you know what I mean? So it was great, like seeing the pictures of you when you when you re-signed for Dumbarton. You can tell visibly that you're in good shape. When when I came to, to meet you here, that's the first thing I said to you was yeah. was you're looking really well. You've lost about fifteen kilos, about <coughs> a stone and a half in that period. What's your, what was your regime like? Listen, it's just been. Um, I, I just you just get into a stage where at Canvas Lang, I was only training once a week. So, you know what I mean? You're going up the road, I've got a young child. Mm. And next thing, you get in the house at five o'clock. Next thing you know, it's eight o'clock. You've not had dinner. I'm like, I can't wait to say this. Pack it a crisp, bottle yeah. of Coke. And that was my life for probably forever. <laughs> 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 and, uh, but now I've kind of cut it down to just sort of one one day a week. Just mm-hmm. like on a Saturday after the game, I tend to go a wee bit wild on a Saturday ah. night. I've stopped drinking as well and stuff, and not that I was ever a big drinker, mm-hmm. but I've just been just been going to the gym. I've, I've been going to, into the gym every morning at five o'clock, and it's I just love it. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I just like I said to you, I wish I'd done it years ago, but it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? And and I've just sort of taken a love for it, and mm-hmm. it's I think maybe because I've got a wee a wee girl, I'm like, I don't have any time myself. Yeah. So the reason why I go up four or five in the morning is because I need to go out for work at seven. Yeah. Anyway. And she's sleeping between five and seven, so mm-hmm. I might as well get up and go and do something. And that's really how it's how it's came about. Mm-hmm. What are you benching at the moment? I'm benching, I don't know, probably about between a hundred and a hundred and fifty. Not not too much. I suppose it's all about the reps, isn't it? Getting ah, them in. I, just I don't, I don't tend to. I, I tend to use the free weights more. <laughs> there's, there's too many of the big meat heat guys in the gym for my life. I let you go. Oh. Nobody there. Ah, it's weird. So sort of the guys that pitch up with hoods and stuff on, and, ah, and they, they make noises and stuff when ah, they're doing it. Yeah, ah, the boys that drop the weights are the worst for me. I, I just think if you're if you need to drop the weights, then don't carry them too heavy. In the ah, place 100% hundred percent agree with you. It's interesting you say that, John. About this is the sort of stuff that that you wish you you should have done early yeah. in your career because I think that fans across the Scottish Football League SPFL who have seen you play will all acknowledge you have got a very unique skill set you're, you're, like you're, you're big what you're 6'4 you're, you're strong you, you've, and you've got a good touch as well and it, it's, I think that was the frustrating thing was if you could have uh, had like the, that attitude and that sort of degree of, of, of care about your fitness then you perhaps could have played at a higher level for I longer when, like for example when I was at Stenhouse Muir that was my best period yeah. and I was doing really well I one and two year record I think, like was, I think it was something like 52 games 39 goals ah. something like that and, and I think like when you're doing well you don't think you need to do mm-hmm. anything different and I think that's always been my attitude. If I'm when I went full time with Partick Thistle, I was like, "Great, I've made it." Do you know what I mean? A year and a half later, I was shipped out and loaned to Barton, and uh, that that was my last mm-hmm. time I went full time, despite all the praise and all the expectations that people had for me. And um, just even now, I, I just I, I'm 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 very surprised, and it sounds a wee bit daft saying it, a wee bit proud of myself that I've managed to get back to this level. And and you know, Stevie's Stevie's no. The type of guy to take you on for mm-hmm. a favour. No, you know no. I mean, he obviously sees that I can help out, and 
Aye, it's at, at, at the time it's good. I have, I'd love that to be part of the team. I have come on the last ten minutes, hold the ball, get us up the park. But after two or three games, it's you're like, oh God, can I get fifteen minutes or <laughs> twenty? You know, can I maybe start a game? That's I know that's the way it's going to go. But yeah. listen, I'm I'm just happy to be part of a good squad. The boys are we're top of the league. Declan up front's great wee guy, mm-hmm. scoring goals, do you know what I mean? And you know, if 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 I need if I'm called upon, you know, I played ninety minutes the other night against Rangers B, I proved that I can play ninety minutes, which a lot of folk probably don't think I, I can do. So and what you're not going to play against guys like Rangers B in League Two, do you know? No. What I, mean? I kinda see folk at East Fife and Sten and all that passing the ball about the back and a hundred passes every two minutes. You know what I mean? Oh, so. Stenhouse may try it, but it's uh, it's not quite uh, it's not quite worth them. That's what I was going to ask John. Then what is your role within the squad? Then if you're not going to be playing every week, and you are the sort of guy that can can come on when when you're you're holding on to leader, perhaps we need to get you inside the box to do something a, a wee bit different that we're missing. Is that effectively what you are going to be an impact? I so? think I think that's I think at the moment the way things are working out, that's why I was saying there's a different option yeah. to what you know the, he's got. Um, Declan and, and, and Ryan Wallace who are very similar uh, players and that's really it for central strikers um, and like I'm saying I know the role that I'm that's why I came the role is if we're ahead or even if we're behind and we need a goal maybe put me on and stuff but I can play 90 minutes I can play longer um, but at the moment I that that is really why I've been brought in and it's just to have a different option like November, December, January times when the pitches aren't so beautiful, they might need to go long, and we, we, we might need we might need a bit of fight about this. So hopefully, I can I can help out in that way. You seen you come on uh, the pitch in the, the game between Cessford and Barnet the weekend. It's probably the the highlight of the, the whole game. In fact, you were number ninety nine. Yeah. It's really like some big daft Italian jobber. Uh, I seen that. I, I know you. I knew you'd mention that. It was uh, Ali Love. Where's number nine? And he said that somebody's got 11 or 22, so he wouldn't give me 99. And then he, uh, he wouldn't give me nine, so he's like, well, I said to him, I'll go 99 then. <laughs> he's like, well, that's like a big brother type person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nine, you're 99 sort of thing, because we've been pals for years, do you know what I mean? And I've got a lot of time for Ali, so um, I, I knew you would pick up on something like that, because you, you know my uh, my love of Italian football. Of course, and, of course. And obviously my love of AC Milan, and <laughs> my, Ronaldo was number 99 at AC yeah. Milan, so that's got a wee bit to do with it as well, but... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've played two of the oh, the pre-season favourites already, Annan Athletic and, and Stenhouse-Muir, and that's beat them both very comfortably. I think that Annan was very comfortable against Stenhouse-Muir, perhaps, I wouldn't say lucky with some of the goals, but two pretty dodgy set pieces on Stenhouse-Muir's part and one right at the death where Finlay Gray runs through right through the centre of the pitch. Yeah. Good decoy run from yourself, thank by the way, just to draw Sean Crane out of position. But what have you made then of the, the standard of the league? I mean, it's quite early days. What have you made of the yeah, teams that you're up I against? Mean, since, I've, since I've been out of the, the senior game, I, I haven't taken anything to do with it. Yeah. I, I haven't been back to any games. and That was the first time I'd ever went back to Stenhousemuir since I left. And, and Albion Rovers, two weeks before that, when I was just part of the squad, 
Um, and like you're saying, there's only four games got in. Do you know what I mean? I think you need to take stock after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were the league, the year we won the league with Albion Rovers, it was let's see how many points we've got after the first quarter, and then we can set a target. Say we had. 16 points after the first quarter right well the second quarter we need to get at least 12 and then the third quarter we need to get 14 mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. thing and like the standard you know it's Annan have got, Annan had some really good players we, we got ahead early and we're, we're a very hard team to break down um, Stenhouse knew as well they, we're quite a stuffy team do you know what I mean we've got good quality and, and we like to move the ball about but I think it's it's like you can't really judge anything just now mm-hmm. as, as as uh, as the gaffer keeps saying, nothing's nothing's won in in August and September. Do you know what I mean? So, what did you make of Steny? I put me on the spot here. <laughs> I think um, I think Swifty's he's obviously in a, in a tough position just now because of the results and and obviously they've some very good players. Play, players I'm, I don't really know mm-hmm. and stuff. And obviously, Big Sean plays at the back. Big Sean's a good leader and stuff, but. Uh, it's, it, listen, it's hard. You, the way the game is now, you're trying to you're trying to play out from the back. The goalies getting the ball, the two centre halves go wide. You push up the park, but we all know goalkeepers and centre halves are the best on the. You don't want them on the ball. Aye, that aye, exactly. So if they're getting on the ball and the wing backs are pushing up and the wee midfielder guys dropping in, if anything happens there, as you seen in the Rangers game the other night, yeah, I mean, of course, that's how accidents happen. I'm I'm very much a believer in. Give the ball, ball, ball to the goalie and punt up the park, <laughs> up the park and play football for there. Oh, you know I mean? horses, it's horses for courses. I think that's been one of the problems at Stenhouse. Like Connor Brennan, Sean Creighton, <laughs> and Nicky Jameson are seeing a lot of the ball. And for the best one in the world, those are the three players on the team you want to have the ball at their feet the least. That's the way the game is. But like like you're saying, Stenhouse could win the next three games and then they're on, what is it, 10 points to be on then? I think they're on 12, three, three, at the three, moment. three at the moment. So, and then, you know. Two or three wins, you can be fourth or fifth. Another couple of wins. Dumbarton will lose points. Stenny will win points. Everybody's going to win and lose points in the next, mm-hmm. couple, of, in the next couple of weeks. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of the ones. Ian, Ian's, Ian McMenemy is a, is a great guy. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, he'll, 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 back, he'll back the manager and, and, and he'll back the team quite rightly that he should. And... Hopefully they can pick up a few results and, and start climbing the table. You know, that's very magnanimous of you there, John. Uh, now you made your first start for the season for Dumbarton. You mentioned this uh, against Rangers B. This was earlier in the week. We're recording this podcast on Friday the twenty sixth of August, and it was uh, Tuesday night against um, against the Rangers B team. It ended up seven 0 Bit of a horror show for the club. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, I am. It's one of the ones. It was. Rangers B, listen, they've got good players, they've got boys that they've signed for half a million pounds and boys that are valued at probably more than a million pounds um, and they pass the ball about great, a very, very fit team. We, we're a fit team as well, but listen, it was just one of the one of the nights, you know, as you'll know, when we went to Ibrox in 2013, we could beat 8-0. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was on the park for 88 minutes and I think I touched the ball about five times. Do you know what I mean? So, Listen, it's just one of the freak results. If we played them again, it probably wouldn't happen. Do you know what I mean? And uh, we all we all you can do is when when that happens, just keep trying to work hard. And we we had a couple of chances, but unfortunately, just the, the goals we gave away were, were sloppy as a mm-hmm. team. And and uh, listen, it's 
it's a cup game you want to go far don't you but even if it's the SPFL Trust Trophy is that something that, that as a club you're all that interested because in? I know that, that Steve Farrell made about seven or eight changes from the team that beat Stenhouse Muir a couple of days previously after the boys have won four games in a row do you know I mean you need to give the boys that are on the bench a chance you know games like that are games that I want to play in uh-huh. so anybody turning around and saying oh the boys don't care about it then that's completely wrong because you know that's at the moment that's the games that I'm going to start do you know what I mean so now that we're out of that cup I'm like right well if we keep winning, where am I going to play again? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, I, listen, we went out, we, we, we prepared the same way we prepared the last four league games and listen, it just wasn't to be. Mm-hmm. These these nights happen, sadly. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, aye, that's just the way it went. The big talking point was at the end of the game, your pal Ali Love put in a pretty, said he was blocking a cross, he put in a pretty bad tackle on Alex Lowry, the crown jewel of the, the Rangers Youth Academy. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's. Um, I think that's still a wee bit of a touchy subject, Craig. I think I'll um, we'll wait and we'll wait and uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep quiet. I know you you remember me as quite an outspoken person, but I think um, I think we'll let we'll You've let mellowed. That's whatever right. whatever comes mellowed. that comes that. But I hope the boy's all right. And, mm-hmm. and um, I think um, aye, listen, it's it's one of the ones. It's a game of football, and and. Uh, like I said, I hope he, I hope he's okay. That's not a serious injury. Obviously, you know me, what team I support. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he makes a full recovery. Uh, you're a player in the past. You kind of joked about it in the introduction about uh, when you called Ali McCoy the prick, and then suddenly your face is on the back page of the the Daily Record. You able to give Ali Love any advice how to deal with this outpouring of of yeah, hate I think towards him? I, I think I'm in constant dialogue with, with <laughs> Ali, just uh, keeping him right and, and making sure he's making sure he's okay. But it's it's um, listen, Rangers and Celtic are the, are, the, are the top two top two teams in, in in Scotland. So when something happens, as I've learned in the past, it's always going to be a talking point, and uh, you just need to you just need to, listen. Fans are always going to be emotional. Do you know what I mean? I, I hope the boy is all right because I hope he plays. And, and he was hope, a smashing player. Ah, and he, he was unbelievable the other night. You know, he scored a hat-trick and uh, he, on the ball, he, he, he's miles ahead of mm-hmm. on that pitch. Do you know what I mean? So, um, like I said, just I, ho- I just hope he, I hope he's, he's all right and uh, we can we can sort of put it behind mm-hmm. us. Do you know what I mean? The last thing you and I, John, caught up, it would have been the summer of 2015. You and I recorded a podcast, and I was effectively detailing your, your whole career. And at that point, you had just won the league title with Albion Rovers. And I'd recommend you actually go and listen to this podcast. It's available on the, the, the Telemies Pelly website. But, John, what happened since then? What happened when you, you were preparing for, for League One with the Rovers? But you weren't there very long. You moved on to Clyde uh, about halfway through the season. What yeah, happened at the Rovers? I think I- at that time, I think I'm, I'm, as you'll know, I'm a probably a hard person to deal with. And any club I've been at, I've, I've probably been one of the main players in the team and stuff. And I found that a wee bit, I think just the way Darren Young was trying to play football at the time, it didn't really involve me. So Andy Barman was signed as a, as, as yeah, a striker? Yeah, Andy Barman was playing ahead of me and obviously he had a, a, a very good career and, and I think they were maybe quite pally as well so that, that comes into it as well and I think at that point in time that was the sort of changing in football when they were going all this sort of the ticky tacker or whatever it's called and the big guy up front you know nobody really wants to see football like that anymore apart from the big guys that play up front <laughs> and um, I, it, just, it just wasn't going too well obviously I get left out for the game at Clyde the day we won the league mm-hmm. and I was fuming because I I think I'd played or I'd scored the week before 
and we read out the team I was raging. I just uh, I sat in a huff like, I, like I, I used to always do because I always think I should always play every game. And I remember Michael Savage was, I think he was the vice chairman at the time. He came, and him and Dan are quite pally. He came down and said to me, "Listen, you're you're, you're going to get on, and you're going to you're going to change this for us. We're going to." And I came on. I think I, I scored the second goal, and uh, helped helped in the third goal, and obviously we won the league. And and then the next game was a growth, the last game of the season, and I started the last game of the season remarkably. Uh, I think it was a wee token gesture from Dan. So, but. That, that was the way it was. The next season came on and I was expecting to be a part of it. I was a couple of sub-appearances here and there, a few starts, and it just wasn't to be. And and um, I think we had a minor falling out. I can't remember what it was. I didn't go to training one night for some reason. and They were playing Pete ahead away. It might have been during the week or something like that, and I couldn't get the time off work. And that was kind of the end of it. Mm-hmm. We, had a, we had a brief... Chat, not an argument, but just a kind of falling out about it, and I was like, "Listen, this isn't, this is not for me. I've never sat on the bench in my life. Yeah, do you know what I mean? For so long, and I, I'm not, well, not for years, and I was like, I'm not doing it. Thirty year old, thirty one year old at the time when I was when I was sort of hitting just off my prime. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I think Barry Ferguson phoned me, and and, and I went to Clyde, and they done a deal, and I went to Clyde. It was great. I loved it at Clyde. It, it was like we had a great team, and. And and obviously we got to the playoff final and as Big McGeever reminds me near enough every night at training, uh, he's, he's get dusted. His favourite word, dusted. He get dusted in the <laughs> final at Hamden, even though we battered them for ninety minutes. That is right. I was at the game at Broadwood yeah. when they beat you three one, and David Galt's goal is one of the best goals I've ever seen. And in I ended up playing with Galt at Camden Slang, and, and I was spewing when he hit. When never spoke for the first couple of minutes, <laughs> still bitter in my mind about the goal because I scored. The header and we went one nil. That's right. And then they battered us for, for the whole second half. And we beat three one. I think we went to Hamden. Higgy scored a penalty, and it was me, Mark McLaughlin, Marvin Andrews, Junior, Chris, and there's about big five boys. Uh, big, uh, big boys. Big boys. Five years up front for the last <laughs> ten minutes, and honestly, we could have played for another year and we still wouldn't have scored. And uh, that that was gutting because that was the last memory I had of senior football. And, yeah. And I've always been dead bitter about it because I still think. With the team we had at Clyde, we should have went up. Mm-hmm. And then, end of the season came. I want you to stay for next season. Perfect. And uh, the phone call never came. Yeah. It's just a case of I don't have the budget to sign you. Is Barry Ferguson saying this? Aye. And I wasn't even on big money, so and I knew what some of the other boys were getting, and I and he wanted to keep. I think it was Jamie Watson. I think the boy's name was. He was a young boy. Jamie Wilson, Jamie Wilson, young, he was a young, young lad up front, really good, good player, and he decided to keep him and a couple of the other younger boys, and, and that was it. I never ever spoke to him again, he just mm-hmm. said, I don't have the budget, I'll phone you if I get the budget. And time went by, my, one of my mates, Big Dempster's assistant at Hurlford. And John Dempster? Yeah. I was good player, I mean, he used to play for the Warriors so for a he was a good so player. So he contacted me about going to Hurlford, and that was, that was how mm-hmm. the... The journey into the juniors began. Talk about your, your your time in the juniors in the West of Scotland League in a second, John. What was Barry Ferguson like to work under? Listen, I thought he was, you know, being the captain of Rangers and stuff like that. I used to when I when I used to go to the games, you know, like many Rangers fans I admired him. Yeah. And, and when you see him in person, and he, he's just got that. I think he gets a hard time because he's just got that winning mentality. He just wants to win at all costs and. He used to say it at half time, you know, I hate the worst result, worst scoreline in the world, 2 0. 
because you think the game's done and there's <laughs> plenty of times like we went out at 2-0 and we could see the first goal and you just go mental but listen, I thought he was alright I, I, I didn't see a problem with him and and uh, Bob Malcolm was the assistant at the time Bob, Bob was a great guy I've played in a few charity games since uh, against him and uh, I listen he's always going to get stick Barry Thurs he's quite outspoken he was the captain of Rangers so he's he's hated by half half of Scotland ah. and uh, but listen he, his training was great Mark Roberts was one of the coaches I've got a lot of time for Mark yeah. Roberts he's, he, he was used to take some drills and it was brilliant I I really really enjoyed it and I, I was gutted that nothing came from it mm. um, just like I was at Stennis Muir because I, I firmly believe I'd probably played for Stennis Muir for a good few years after yeah. that if, if, if our good friend never Mr. appeared Mr Scott yeah. Booth yeah, yeah of course I remember uh, Scott Booth did he they were looking to, at the end of the season it was quite obvious he didn't fancy it very early doors he, yeah. he took a bit of dislike to you and then that season he gave you a fitness plan yeah, and he gave me a fitness plan in the summer and He's like, him and Brown Ferguson gave me a lot. I just remember sitting in the manager's office and I was like, these guys are no real man. Do you honestly think I'm going to do this? Do you know what I mean? I can't even remember the stuff that was on it. I, I actually don't even think I... I think I went into the changing room after it, grabbed my boots and put it in the bin. It was like a folder thing and it was like, I was like, come on guys. See, I've been playing football for 10 odd years. I'm never going to do something like this. Do you know what I mean? It's, but like I say... That is what they were trying to implement nowadays. That's what all the wee guys are doing. And here we are almost 10 years later. I'm wearing one of the GPS things. <laughs> and I'm right into it. I'm uh-huh. texting the sports scientists. How was my stats last night and all that? How, how many kilometres? What was my top speed? And I never thought... I was always the guy that caned folk uh-huh. for wearing stuff like that. And now I'm like, God, I love this. It's, it's and, good to know. And where's Scott Booth now? Don't know. Couldn't even tell you. I know he was managing women's football. He went to. I think he went to Aston Villa. I think he was last at managing uh, Aston Villa's uh, women's team. I'm not sure if he's there anymore. Dreadful. Still, well, there's there's still time, but it's in my lifetime. Uh, He's the 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 worst in house Muir manager. I had a a good group of players that he inherited. I don't want to turn this into talking about talking about your time at East Denny, but that's a that was always a massive disappointment because that was uh, that was a right good uh, a right good team. You know, Bill Darrick made a huge, huge mistake getting rid of Martin Corrigan. He really did. Uh, I don't know. I always thought Corrigan, I thought it was the right time to do it. I remember the game up at Arbroath when we lost 2-1 and just thinking that was the that just wasn't working anymore. We were, still, right we were only a couple of points outside. And you uh, just, but they had, they had won about three games in about four months. See when, you've got, see when you've got a collective group of players that trust in the manager, mm-hmm. It's sometimes that's worth more than just binning somebody. Do you know what I mean? What Bill Dowd should have done was come to the squad. They never came to the squad. They never came to... I think it was Ross McMillan that was the captain. Mm-hmm. He never came to us. He just he just dealt with it the way he wanted to deal with it, and it, it just ruined everything because mm-hmm. all the players lost belief in him. They lost belief in whoever they were going to bring in, and it was a shame. But Bomber was a great guy, and, and Bomber had to go from the squad to the assistant yeah. manager, and he had to act the way Booth acted, and that kind of put a sour taste uh-huh. in my mouth because I, I sort of lost a wee bit of respect for Bomber when he when he became the assistant manager and he was handing me this thing over in the nah. season. I mind playing football up at the, the cages up at Oakleview and you'd pick player on a Tuesday night and, and it's just folks standing around in a circle chatting. That's that's all it seemed to be. There didn't seem to be a lot of action, it just seemed to be a lot of uh, a lot of conversation. Just, just listening on. to Scott Booth and talking about how he played at Dortmund and, and <laughs> you're, you're wanted, a long way away from the Champions League here pal how he wanted to implement what they did at this club and that club to st- and then you're like mate it's part time we train twice a week uh, half the guys are out on a Tuesday and a Wednesday night drinking do you know what I mean it's not going to work do you know what I mean it just, just 
let us train, let us do boxes, let us do possession, let us work hard and let us fight for each other and play on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. But he wanted us in training three times a week. That's he right, so he did. regimes, diet plans. I get all that for full-time professionals, but part-time... Make it fun. That seems to be any any have a mixture. Aye, any any uh, part time player into it's always the same. Training has to be fun because if you're giving up, you're not getting a massive amount of money to go and do it. So it has to be fun yeah. and put you in a good mood to go and play yeah. on the exactly. like Saturday. Exactly. Holford, then what was uh, what was the step down to Holford? Like, in fact, were you were disappointed that you didn't get the chance to play in the SPFL? I was surprised to see you join Holford because those were saying there you're 31, 32. That's still a good age for for yeah. a striker, and particularly someone of your profile as well who had scored at that point more than 100 and goals in the football league I was in a good position I was, I was fit I'd just I'd played a lot of games I'd scored goals and, and I've just all, I've always said it I've never ever I've always been the kind of person that never ever received phone calls or anything like that in the summer like I never received one phone call for any senior teams and I think that that can be one of two things either they think you're wanting fortunes which nine times out of ten isn't the case. Seeing football, especially in part-time football, it's just one big lie. This guy was on 500 quid a week at Elgin, and it's, it's a load of shite. Do you know what I mean? I've heard that a million times. One of my good mates who's played for as many clubs as me, I'm not going to mention his name, but you'll know who he is, he used to tell me he was on this and that, and he was adding 100 quid on a week. <laughs> every, 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 and I know he was, because he, he eventually admitted it to me not long ago. And, uh, and, and the other thing can just be the the... the what you carry throughout your career, you know, people maybe, some people see me as a troublemaker for yeah. whatever reason, boys I've played against over the year that I've ended up being teammates with, like, that you end up being right good pally with, mm -hmm. I always thought you were a, a, a pure asshole to play against, ah. and, and be actually pretty sound. See, you see the I mean? impression I always got for you, John, you always sort of need an arm around you, someone just to tell you that, that you're like you're the best. Ah, yeah, and, but, and you know what, I've just watched, last night I watched the Luis Figo documentary. Oh, is it good? And what he said was, I need to feel wanted. Do you know what I mean? And that was what he got from Real Madrid that he wasn't getting from Barcelona at the time. And it's totally true. See, if somebody believes in you and somebody wants you and somebody keeps encouraging you, then why would you want to play anywhere else? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, and and that was, like I said, I left Clyde. I didn't have any phone calls apart from, uh, <laughs> to be honest, I think it was only Hurlford that phoned me. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, and even now, even when I finish every season in the juniors, I'm like, and you see some of the clubs that are signing players, and you're like, well, you know, why would they not phone me? Do you know what I mean? Like, they're looking for a goal scorer, and you're, you're signing this guy and that guy, top clubs, mm -hmm. and you're like, God, I must have done something really bad all these years that nobody nobody wants to sign us. You know, and, and that was why, you know, somebody like Stevie Farrell phoning me, and, I'm going to give it everything because mm -hmm. he's, he's believed in me when nobody else when nobody else would think mm -hmm. about it and, and, and especially at my age but I'm, I'm going to do absolutely everything I can mm -hmm. to make him successful and the club and that's was it then a bit of a disappointment then to, to, to drop down and sign for Hofford? Did you I mean considering that the level that you played at previously, it, on paper, for the outside looking at it, it does seem like a bit of a step down? Yeah, it was, but at the time probably now when I look back on it now, I would never have done it. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's you need to you need to embrace senior football and there is a difference, do you know what I mean? Having a physio, you know, getting a, a rub on your hamstring before the, in the last five years I've rubbed all my, my own legs <laughs> you know I mean? there is a difference there is a difference from lying face down in a bed getting somebody else to do it yeah. and it's not to be big time like, it's just so you feel it's just the whole feeling about going and and and, and that, that was the difference that I, I realised now at the time I was like do you know what, let's, whoever, who, who wants us 
who did he put? I remember my first game for Hurlford was away to Irvine Vicks and it was horrendous. I, I remember walking out, I walked in, I was like, oh my God, it was like the size of a toilet, the train room. <laughs> Nothing against Irvine Vicks, I don't mean it that way. I'm just yeah, yeah, of course. I'm like, oh my God, and I walked out on the pitch and the train went past the, and it was, the train was about, the train's about 10 yards away from the throwing line. <laughs> and I was like, I did say, I was like, what have I done? What have I done? I've totally, I've made a mistake. But then, listen, I, I, done, I done really well and, I, I scored like 15 goals in, in my first seven or eight games, but sadly I got three red cards. Three like, red cards? I had two red I got a red card on the Saturday. We were playing Glen Afton. I scored a penalty, but two old boys at Glen Afton were giving me pelters, saying, oh, I hope you I hope you crash on water on the way up the road Fucking and all hell. that. So when I scored the penalty, I ran right up to them and I stuck a finger up <laughs> I seen the linesman flagging as soon as I'd done it and I walked straight to the, 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 the centre circle and uh, the referee gave me a straight red for, really? for sticking fingers up at the fans. We were 2-1 up at the time and obviously we lost 3-2. Oh, jeez. Uh, then on the Wednesday night we played Coburnie and the same thing happened again. I scored two goals. We're 2-0 up. Uh, Mark Staunton, who I ended up playing with at Canvas Lang, me and him were always scrapping we get into a wee ruckus in the ground. I swear to God, I still, to this day, i never done anything wrong. He kicked me, I never kicked him. And the line's been flagging. I got a straight red. Really? And it was after only about 20 minutes and we could beat 3-2 again. <sighs> and I remember Hendo coming in. And I actually, I'd stood up, he said, I'll deal with you at full time. And I remember at full time, I'd still no show. So I was like, this could be a rumble here. Hendo's a, <laughs> Hendo fancies himself. He's a big guy. I've got a lot of Darren time. Henderson. Aye, I've got a lot of time for Hendo. And he came in and I had the top off and all that and I was ready to, I thought, you know, this could end up a ride here. <laughs> and he said, he just started laughing, he said, I'm, I'm just, I'm not even getting into it, just always get sure get up the road. I didn't think any of it, I got a phone call on the next morning to say that the committee didn't want me to club anymore. Is that right? And uh, by the Sunday I'd been released. As quickly as that? A couple of days I'd been, the committee said they didn't want me and I'd been released and I, I thought it was a joke, but they weren't, and I was like, fine, alright, no worries, and any time I go back to Hurlford now, Hendo's always like, you're still the top goal scorer, because <laughs> <laughs> of the goals, I, I scored like five against Ardeer one night, and, it, and some of the, obviously I was in Hurlford in pre-season mm-hmm. before I signed with Dumbarton and, and all the boys were still there, and, and uh, but I, it was, it was a shame, because it could have been, it could have been a, a good wee thing. What do you think of the standard? Listen, there's boys in that league that could easily play League One, League Two. Yeah. Uh, even even at Huddleford, you've got the boy uh, Taz. Um, he's a great player. Do you know what I mean? And just people don't realise. People always say, oh, "Why? Why are boys playing at that level? Why would they not step up?" They don't realise boys have boys have got a life. They've got they might have work commitments that they can't go and play senior, do you know what I mean? And and, and there's, there's, there's so many boys, you see all the boys going to Darvo, yeah. you know, Auckland, like Talbot. I'm sure that's uh, Ross Meakin, who was, he was a captain at Forfar, the yeah. reason it was work commitments that, that he yeah. you're left in his deal at Forfar, work commitments in Darvo, the Forfar said, well, if you're going to leave, we're going to put a transfer fee, Darvo, the only team that could And people that could automatically think, you know, you're getting fortunes because it's Darvo and, and, and Pollock and stuff like that and it, honestly it's uh, there might be a couple of boys there might be sponsors involved there might be you know, other, other black rooster you can you there's can I know boys that have got £100 gym memberships at David Lloyd that they go to clubs and say well can I get £100 a week but can you pay my gym membership 
and that's what you don't realise. Boys get or or my I can't afford my TV license. Can you pay my twelve quid a month? Boys seriously, stuff like that. I, I know that for a fact. In fact, I should have probably asked my gym membership to get paid for it. <laughs> but listen, aye, that's that's the standards. I think the standards. There's no difference. There isn't. There's mm-hmm. no difference. When the lower you drop down, there might be, but at that top level, Talbot, Hurlford, Pollock, Clyde Bank. Yeah, they, they beat Elgin, I think it was. Elgin and Clyde, in so fact, in the Scottish Cup. Just these boys, they, they might be happy. They might be happy with the manager. They, they don't want to step up. Or it just suits them. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. What about your time? Actually, a couple of teams that, that you played for. There's there's two that, that really stand out. That Troon, you played for Troon, and you were playing as a centre back. <laughs> yeah, so I left Hurlford and I went to Arthurly. I went to Arthurly. I'm on your Wikipedia page just now. Right, it's got okay. all the details here. I was only at Arthurly for a couple of months. Chris Mackey and um, Chris Mackey was in charge. A lot of the boys didn't know me. He sort of got me. I was kind of like an an unofficial coach at the time right. as well. And by that day, I was I, I, after what had happened at Hurlford, I was a couple of weeks, a month or so out. I was huge. I couldn't be bored playing football anymore. You know, Arthurly offered me a good deal. I went to Arthurly. It didn't work out. And then I went to Canvas Lang. Um, should was, I should have asked you about Canvas Lang yeah. first your record at Canvas Lang is, is extraordinary your, your first two years at Canvas Lang 59 goals in 64 games it says yeah, yeah I went to Canvas Lang um, when they were in the third tier we won the league went up won promotion on the last day of the season um, and then we were in the top league and I, th- I think I scored in the first 10 games against Pollock against all sorts and and then the the club had a wee bit of, a wee bit of trouble and and they ended up having to get rid of all the players, um, but I loved it. It was it was brilliant. Over we, we we Paul the manager at the time. Me and him have stayed quite pally and and um, he he helped me out a lot. You know, just enjoying football again. I actually remember my first game. I went and it was at half time. The captain Big Bish was. Out having a fag at half time, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is mental, man!" There was no linesman. I was like, "This is nuts." There's no linesman. And the captain's having a fag at half time. <laughs> I was like, "But I loved it, and it, it, it was such a good club, and it was great for me." And I ended up being the captain there. Like you're saying, I left. I went to Trun, um, and Jimmy Kirkwood was the manager, and. It was great. We, we we had a good a good squad. Big big Dean Keenan who is is very busy, very busy character. Oh, he's the guy. We did a podcast with Scott McLaughlin. Yeah. He can and this is disgusting. So I'm going to preface as a as a, a trigger warning here. He can he can shite and command apparently. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to ask if he ever saw it, but you that's know, that's my that's my that's my Dean, Dean, Dean Keenan. That's what I immediately think. All these years, hard, solid, solid, horrible, horrible guy, horrible guy. But he'd say the same about me. <laughs> and as soon as we came came together, we just clicked. Yeah. You know I mean? Just two horrible, nasty people. Do you know what I mean? That that just clicked together. And and uh, I'm a big Rangers fan. He's a huge Celtic fan. So he was actually we were messing each other last night about the Champions League draws and stuff like that. And uh, I listen. He's it was good. Johnny Bailey took over. Didn't work out for Johnny. Lovely guy. Started. I played centre half. And listen. When you've played against strikers, all you know days, exactly what they're going to be doing. Don't get it wrong, we, we played Talbot and I got absolutely bumping. <laughs> the Wilson boys ran me ragged, and that was that was really the last time I played Fortune at centre half. And uh, we obviously we, we survived. Uh, 
we had a tough season, but we survived. We had a couple of games to go. It was great. Um, and then I just I, de- I decided to move on again. Um, went back to Hurlford mm-hmm. during COVID, and but it wasn't for me. It was you know again I was on the bench quite a lot. COVID getting there was no change in facilities. Yeah. You know you're sitting on the bench freezing, pissing the rain. Oh, it was rubbish. It was, it was a, a rubbish, rubbish time for. And I was like, nah, sack this. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, gave it up till the end of the season. Paul phoned me again, said, listen, I'm trying to put a team together to win the league. And that was my only focus. said, you'll be the captain. I need you to lead the team, try and win the league. And, and we, 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 we pissed it. Did you play up front with Scott Williamson? Yes. Because he has gone to Queen's Park and yep. apparently started very well. I think yeah. what I've read from him, he's, he's had a really impressive first few months at the yeah, club. Yeah, he was, I think, after a few... He started to realise the potential he had, and I, I don't remember all the clubs I've played with. I don't remember um, anybody being as good, yeah. scoring that many goals. Nicky Clark was probably as, as close as you'll get his time. The Queens, I forty odd goals. Yeah, that's scored, right. You know, and Scott, Scott just needs the best thing that could happen to Scott is going into Queens Park, working with seasoned pros. Because that, me, we had a lot. I said to him, he actually texted me. I, I, I didn't think you would because you're kind of an older guy. He's a young guy. He's like, shut up, mate. I was just thinking, <laughs> I mean, you're an old bastard sort of thing. But he actually messed me to say, well done on your debut and stuff like that. And Brilliant. And then the next week he scored, last Saturday he scored the winning goal mm-hmm. against Arbroath, I think it was. So, yeah, that's so right. So I messed him. I said, honestly, buzzing for you. Class. Um, but like I said, once his Queen's Park deal was agreed, that was when he started coming in with the flip-flops. <laughs> the shorts, I think he brought the Queen's Park bag in once. Really? I said, listen, get out to fuck. <laughs> still with canvas lying, don't be massive time. I was massive time. I know how much it can affect mm-hmm. you. And I, I think he's, from what I understand, he's he's doing really well. And, and Good. I wish him all the best, do you know what I mean? Because he's, he's a great wee guy. And um, like I said, that that's the perfect move for him. Mm-hmm. Especially, the, I thought maybe that the fact that he went to the championship might not help him. But the fact he's obviously worked hard. In oh yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm delighted for him. A lot of people think you're a bitter old bastard. Nothing at all, honestly. It wasn't like that. He just when I, last season, I just wanted us to win. I've not got many days left. He's got his whole career mm-hmm. against him. I just wanted to be firm with boys, make sure we win the league, and and we've done that. And I'm delighted for him. I hope he goes on. I hope he plays. I was worried he would. I seen he's been on the bench quite yeah. a lot, but obviously he started last Saturday. He scored the winning goal, so that's brilliant. I'm so I'm half so happy for him. And you, Paul and the boys at Canvas Land deserve of a big, course, big I, of, of course, bringing him in out of nowhere. He came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? He had 20 goals in the first seven games or something like that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is great. All I need to do is win flick-ons and just drag people out of position. And he, I think one game he scored seven, and, and all seven goals. He ran through and rounded the goalie. It was the same Brilliant. goal seven times. So it was amazing to watch. And, and like I said, he's, he's got the world at his feet. He really, mm-hmm. he really could play at the highest, highest level. He just needs to listen and, and, and learn. And I think he will. You know, it's, it's great. When, when I saw that you had, had moved into the, the junior ranks, I thought that would be the last we'd seen of you. You see guys that have had <coughs> played a number of years in the in the SPFL and then they, they just disappear. And the impression, this is the impression that I would have got, was that you'd have been scoring goals and not really like looking after your fitness and not really, yeah. not really, not really trying as much. And then so to see you get back and then move up, I think it's a, it's a good story and it's a good lesson for, for a lot of people. I, I definitely, and that's the that's the thing. I thought when I went down as well that there would be no... I, I never... Listen, 
I never in a million years thought that I would come back and play at League, League Two. Do you know what I mean? I went down to juniors. I was in the juniors for five years. Do you know what I mean? 100, 150 games, 103 goals. Are you bringing your stats I just, just, I, just thought, I, I know you like a few stats. So I thought, do you know what I mean? And that, that just shows, and that was conditioning-wise, you know, I was about a stone and a half heavier. Mm-hmm. Probably at times two stone heavier, do you know what I mean? And, and uh, I, like I said, I never ever thought that I would I would make it back up. I remember we did a podcast. In fact, we, when we'd done our one-to-one interview, me, you, Sean McGuigan and Colin Patterson, do you remember we did the, 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 the previews and we asked you about your time at Montrose and you were given one day where you had to go actually go up to train with the club and you got the Tuesday nights to effectively do your own training. We asked you how you spent your time and it was watching the Champions League yeah. and the Dominoes. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> it was, it was, and that was the thing. You know what I mean? It was one of the ones, Stephen Tweed was desperate to get me in and, and you know, it was or you can train once a week and I, I knew the type of person I was. I was never gonna go and I was I think I did make one phone call to Pollock or something like that come in and train me. I I never phoned them back. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, This is great, I'll just I I'm I, and I I've done it so many times in my career, I'm not gonna lie, I used to phone managers, say I trained with them last night, just hoping they wouldn't phone anybody. And I don't think they ever did. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's 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 a terrible, terrible attitude that you know, now I've got a great attitude, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And, and uh, it's, listen, I'm not going to be the only person. I know plenty of boys that have done exactly the same, and I'm probably still doing it just yeah. now. See, since since you and I were the last mate, you have since uh, been married. You mentioned you're a father. Do you think that's changed you at all? Yeah, I think just just I think you know the main thing for me is just the realization that it's that it's almost over. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I've got no intentions. I've got no interest. And get into management or anything like you, that. You would strike me as nah. Listen, don't if I was at a team and it came about, I maybe I probably I, I would dabble in it. But I just uh, I remember sitting during the summer having a cry one night to the missus, like the fact that it could all be over. And that's that's the thing that fans and that don't realise. It's all right slagging somebody for being fat and being overweight, but this is my life. Do you know what I mean? I don't I don't go out drinking. I don't go out partying, do you know what I mean? Like, football has been my life since I was Queen's Park, 16-year-old. Do you know what I mean? I remember I, I had to go to London a few weeks ago and, and I drove down and back in the one day and I went to training at night and Big McGee went, what are you doing here? Like, you, why are you here? It's just because I just love it, do you know what I mean? And I, it's just, once you get to a certain age and you realise that it's going to be over and on a Saturday you don't have football anymore, I just, I can't think it worse. Mm-hmm. And, and I totally get the whole boys that struggle with mental health issues and all that because when it comes to football because I you know not not gearing up not not getting up and getting stretching and getting ready to play football folk just think let's see the stuff that I do before games and all that and, and after games like they think they must just think like the last oh he's just a big fat bastard <laughs> that eats pizza and it's not that at all I take care of myself do you know what I mean and, but sadly I'm just no blessed with pace and <laughs> But like you're saying, that that is the whole reason why this is all happening now because I could just see the way things were going the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I, I probably would have. I was in with Hurlford because I had a wee hamstring niggle. I never got offered a deal. I was a wee bit annoyed that I never got offered a deal. And just the way things have worked out, it's been great. And I'm just going to give it everything I can. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to play every week, but I'm at that age where I'm like, I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, I'd like try to be destructive. I wouldn't yeah. for training. And I'd not pass the ball to guys because really? I, because I don't want them scoring goals at training because they're going to get in ahead of me. 
see now all I, all I want to do is just be part of something successful and, and I hope boys keep me out of the team do you know what I mean because I'm just happy just being part of it mm-hmm. do you know what I mean but also I do want to play do you know what I mean but just but again, reiterate the point, the, the realisation that it's going to be over maybe in a year's time, maybe next summer, it's, it's hard It's hard to deal with, do you know what I mean? I suppose then you're kind of moving on to the, the next stage of your life, you've got a young family, it yeah. kind of gives you more chance to spend time with yeah, uh, the, the kids my, and the family. My wife's put up a lot, this last couple of years has been hard, because and even now, you know, she's she, she's heavily pregnant and, and um, I'm leaving on a Saturday to go to football and... She doesn't realise that she forgot that the kickoffs are three o'clock, no two o'clock. <laughs> She's like, "Gosh, you're going to be back at six. And last week I was back at seven. And I was like, Jesus, wait till we play Elgin away. <laughs> That's probably when the baby's going to be here. So, no, but our, our, our mum's helped us out a, a hell of a lot as well. Do you know what I mean? So... But aye, that's 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 it, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just one of the things, and you just need to, you just need to plug away and get on with it, you know. That's class, man. I'm, I'm I'm really pleased for you. It sounds like you're in a really good place at, at the moment. It sounds you know you, you it does sound like you have uh, you've matured and and mellowed even in the, the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, it's just been it's, it's the last couple of years, and then basically just this this opportunity with them, Martin coming up again. It's it's. There's plenty of boys out there who dream of playing senior at twenty year old. Never mind at almost forty. Do you know what I mean? So I must, I must be doing something right. Do you know what I mean? And and like I said, if I can help the younger boys out, and I can, I can be positive, and I can, and I can help the team out achieving their goals then that, that's that's good enough for me mate. brilliant John well you know some, it was an absolute I truly mean this man absolute pleasure to, to catch up with you and I hope that the rest of the season is a successful one for you and for Dumbarton thanks very much mate thank no you no worries and I'd also like to thank you the listener for subscribing to this podcast everyone associated with the terrace is grateful for your support and it's thanks to you we're able to keep on recording podcasts like this so please keep it up my name is Craig Telfer and this is the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast Sports Social Podcast Network